Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. It is season two, episode two, and I am speaking with Mel Kaby. Um, I talk about this in the episode, but we actually met right before the pandemic at the last open call uh, audition to take place. Um, it was a disaster. It was hairspray. I talk about it in the episode, but the one good thing that came from it was uh, that I got to meet Mel. So she is an awesome dancer. She's done some really cool things, really cool stories. We made some little mini books and we struggled a lot more than I anticipated. So the video version of this is really funny. So definitely go check it out on YouTube and make sure that you check out all of the links. Um, Mel has some really great videos on both her dance Instagram and her nutrition Instagram. So definitely go check those out. Um, and of course, as always, check out the Dancers Doing Stuff Instagram as well and subscribe on Essentially Haley on YouTube or subscribe to Essentially Haley. Um, but with that all said, um, and also, I mean, hooray, new president, things are looking up. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, but um, this is a really fun episode, so let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season two, episode two of Dancers Doing Stuff. I have a very awesome guest today. Um, a little background about how we met. We were actually just talking about this a little off camera, or I guess still on camera because we're virtual, of course. But we met at the Hairspray audition. If anyone out there heard about this audition, it was a dumpster fire before that was popular in 2020. It was like early March, 100% a super spreader event. It was really rough and I didn't even make it in the door and I got there at 6 a.m. for a 10 o'clock call. Um, Mel, uh, who is the guest today, I met she was in front of me in the line and we were in the line for I don't even like so many hours I think I got into the lobby area and the building was like we just we'll get into it but anyways I met her in the line and it was just so wonderful the best person to spend hours and hours in the cold potentially catching covid with um so a little background about her melissa grew up in new jersey and she was a classic classical theater obsessed child wow reading is hard for me she got a bfa in musical theater at coastal carolina university and she has lived on the ocean for two of her live performing cruise ships or two years of her life performing on cruise ships wow 
Seriously, one day I'm gonna learn how to read. She also toured the country and Japan as Val in a chorus line, which is so cool. And in her downtime, Mel has a business called The Not So Starving Artist, where she coaches people on nutrition and wellness, which we all know I need a lot of help with. So I'm very excited to talk about all of her dance stuff, being on tour, being in a chorus line, her life, her everything. Also, a little side note, if you ever saw any pictures of my wall decorated for Christmas, which it kind of still is in that room over there, it was inspired by her and her roommates who wrapped their gallery wall of art as presents. And so I made fake art, because I have no art, and I just wrapped um, cardboard boxes and put them on the wall. So that was inspired by her too. So a true influencer, and you're really lucky that she's here for you today. So without further ado, it is time to bring in our guest. Let's give a big round of applause. Yay! We made it. Technical challenges and all. <laughs> oh, and you're muted. So there we go. All right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for being here, even though apparently I'm a mess. But you're the best for being here. You Thank you so mess. much. <laughs> We'll blame Thank it on you. 2020 scrambling my brain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so before we get into dance stuff and all that jazz, ooh, all that jazz. I love that. Ooh, this just like made me feel so good watching you do that. I love that. <laughs> so we're going to start with the craft, which I kind of hinted at on my Instagram. I told everyone, so all you need is one piece of paper, some glue or tape or whatever you have that's sticky. You could use marshmallow fluff if you're really in a pinch, and some scissors. <laughs> but maybe not marshmallow fluff because that's probably not nutritious. We'll get to that later. But we're going to make little mini books. So this is like a little test one that I made um, because we both love books, and I just thought this would be so cute. It could be something that you like carry with you with like you could write like have people write like good messages to bring it like with an for an audition or like I don't know like a little dream journal or a little mini inspiration affirmation I don't know just many things make me so happy and then you can put it in your bag and you can use it for something fun or you could write down your meal plan you could do there's so much Ooh. you could write in a book so so cute we have our paper so while we're folding <laughs> Give the viewers, the listeners, a little bit of background about who you are because I completely butchered reading your bio. <laughs> no, you did not. That was, it was pretty good. <laughs> I would not um, have gotten a call back. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, let's see. I, like you said, I grew up in New Jersey. I was just like a psycho child that would watch any movie and I would not pretend to be the people in the movies I thought I was the people in the movies so like I was Marta Von Trapp from The Sound of Music oh my gosh and, and you have a really cool story about that that you have to share oh yeah okay well yeah I'll share that right now so I like that was like my main thing that I was obsessed with Marta Von Trapp specifically I would like live a full day being Marta Von Trapp like marching around my house with like a sweater tied around my neck like for like full on I was a child living in Austria in my mind that um, is so cute <laughs> I know um so my boyfriend 
reached out to the woman who played Marta Von Trapp in the movie. And apparently she was making masks from like the material of the curtains from the movie. And he emailed her and he got her to make me one. And it says like, she, it has her signature like on the front of the mask. Um, and it's literally like the green material that um, Maria makes the kids dresses in the movie. That is like the most precious gift you could ever like I can't even like you better keep wearing that mask even when we don't have to right I'm like I feel so cool in it I feel like we will that's true then you know you're true people and I feel like we'll be wearing masks for a while so you'll probably get some good use out of it yeah I think so it's yeah it was such a special gift I like lost my mind and um my grandma, my granny Franny, we call her. She lives up to the name as well. Um, she is the one who showed me the sound of music for the first time when I was little. And it's like our special movie that like we'll watch together all the time. Or if it's on TV, we'll text each other and be like, it's on. Um, so I FaceTimed her to show her the mask. She immediately knew what it was and like started sobbing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. That is so cute. I'm obsessed with that. I have a lot of just like funny, strange masks that my mom keeps sending me. Like now I'm getting holiday masks and that like I can't wear past Halloween or Christmas. And so I'm like, I'm just collecting all these masks now. And sometimes when I like don't wash them, then I'm like wearing candy canes or ghosts or something. And the kids that I teach are like, your mask's out of season. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) I really can't even like think of anything else. Usually when we're crafting, we're like talking and chatting, but this is like a very mentally exhausting craft. Who would have known? It is. Oh it's like goodness. learning choreography. Yes, <laughs> which I have oh gotten so so much worse at during this oh, yeah. pandemic. I couldn't agree more. Oh my goodness. Okay. I was doing it well, and then I noticed I screwed up a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Same. See, this is the kind of stuff that actually, because I just did The Artist's Way, Uh, the book oh did you yeah and it challenged me to do a lot of different things than normal you know I think where we messed up was the very first step because here I am gluing three pieces together but (laughs) I've made a book it's not cute so highly recommend really trying better but I did succeed it's much uglier than the one I made earlier. I believe I, in you. You can do it. I don't think I'm succeeding, but we're going to see what I make. Yeah. You know, and Am like I- that's the thing that I learned during the artist way is that like just this simple act of creating and sometimes it's like better to create and create something really bad than yeah. to force ourselves to always think that everything has to be perfect and everything has to be like Instagram professional, you know, I feel like a lot of people I've talked to have had, had a hard time with that as myself as well of like not doing something unless it's going to be perfect. And especially when like Mm -hmm. Instagram and social media is like part of our job, it's like really limiting to what you can actually just like try because you feel like everyone can see everything you do. So this is a good practice for us to (laughs) not do that. Unfortunately, I think, this looks very bad. I think mine bad. is going to be a 
Quaco instead. Okay, I'm here for that. I think that's what we're going with. And it's also like, this is our first time. Well, it's my second time, but you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Oh, it's very dense. Here, you know what? You know what, Haley? I have an idea. Okay. All right, watch this. So I didn't make a book. Okay. But I did make, get ready. I literally just thought of this right now. You're you're gonna be shook okay oh my goodness oh my goodness all right you ready amazing <laughs> you it's a little puppet look at how creative you are you made a puppet from a disaster see this Damn. is what i'm talking about killing it you're killing it you get another applause <laughs> amazing <laughs> so now that our brain has been worked out let's talk dance so obviously we met at that horrific audition where we both probably got covid and that was like it's really crazy to think back i know this is like skipping a a bit about we're not talking about you we're talking about the dance industry in general but i remember having conversations in that line about how we were like someone needs to make a change this cannot keep going like this this is insane this is unhealthy Like, everyone was so burnt out at that audition and frustrated. And, like, it's just one of those other, like, moments in 2020 where we were all just over it. And, like, obviously, COVID, do not wish it on anyone. But I think the greater thing that happened of, like, shutting down and, like, obviously it is horrible that – theater is still shut down and now still mm-hmm. shut down until like what fall they're saying if if the, even yeah. that so it's like that is horrible because people don't have jobs and stuff but like I really hope that people are using this time to make change and like revamp yeah. stuff because it's clearly not working <laughs> the way it was exactly. going oh my god totally I also feel like kind of talking to a lot of my friends I think because we've like, well, number one, us in the line, we were truly at that breaking point where we were like, like, we are not, we are worth so much more. I remember us saying that, like, this, it just felt horrible. And I think now that we've had the time away, we, weirdly enough, not being employed and like, taking a step back, I feel like has made people realize what they deserve. And what, um, that they are worth so much more than being treated horribly to get a job. And actually they need us just as much as we need them. And in the end, yeah, I think in the end we need to be treated that we need to meet in the middle. It needs to stop with everybody in charge, just sitting back and like, Oh, let's let them all kill each other to get to us. Instead it needs to be like, like this. It just needs to meet. And respect from both sides because before it was like we were all given zero respect literally and it's also like even the the people auditioning were not respecting the other people auditioning by getting there at 3 a.m camping out with a lawn chair when that just it's just such it's such a problem with i that's why i like i hadn't gone to many theater auditions before that because i'd been so Mm -hmm. disenchanted with the whole process so discouraged Mm -hmm. just by like the lack of organization of how everything was run and it just makes you feel like literally they call it a cattle call for a reason and like obviously you know like there there's 
good and bad of like people get so many opportunities to be seen if you if you get in the room but like it's also Mm -hmm. like it's such a privilege to be able to go there and spend all day not working and waiting around when you might not get seen and we have the technology like I really don't understand why there's not at least a submission process for these mass auditions just because it's rude it wastes everyone's time it wastes the production Mm -hmm. company's money to rent the space for that long when they know they don't want to see half of us like just so much so like that's my that's my ted talk but back to you yeah (laughs) tell me everything so you grew up in new jersey and you were obsessed with movies musical theater (laughs) life did you train at like a studio that did like all styles or did you really like focus Um, on musical theater so I was actually I was weird so my sisters I have two older sisters they both were incredible dancers like just very naturally good and I was not at all like I was the little sister trying to be like them but like very clearly did not have the talent that they had And I also didn't really, surprisingly, as a kid, like, have a love for dance at all. I was so weird. Like, I hated going to dance class. But I just went because I knew, like, my mom signed me up and I had to. So I also, I don't even know, like, the, like, timeline of everything. But I would, like, quit for a year and then take decide to sign up again and then quit for a year. And I was just very in and out, like, not not into it. Um, and then I, I would like do the plays in like elementary school, middle school, but I never really like took singing lessons or acting or anything. And then I, um, came across Wicked and Rent on YouTube one day and I was like, wait, that looks cool. Like, what is that? And then I found out like what Broadway was. I I don't think I ever like understood what Broadway was and even like being from New Jersey I had never seen a Broadway show because my family just like they weren't into that yeah so I went up to my parents and I was like I just saw these cool videos and I want to do what those people do and they were like what and I was like sign me up for singing lessons sign me up for some acting classes I'll do dance again if I have to and they were like okay yeah so it was like very weird like how I just like decided to do that wow Um, how old were you when you like had that epiphany um I think I was 12 I want to say it was like the beginning of seventh grade maybe Mm. but even then I still didn't like understand the scope of it all so I still was like going to dance class but I didn't understand like how to apply myself or like I don't know I just didn't I still was kind of like coasting yeah um And then my sophomore year of high school, I went to French Woods Festival, which is a camp. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. I know a lot of people who've gone there. It sounds like a magical place. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I I only went for three weeks, and it, like, completely just changed my whole, like, train of thought. Like, I, I was immersed with all of these kids who were so talented and were, like, had already been on Broadway or just were so amazing. And I was like, oh, and I I feel like at that camp, I was like watching them in classes. And then I realized like, oh, they're like working really hard and applying themselves. And I just copied what they did. And I guess in New Jersey, I didn't really have people like that to look up to in classes. So when I saw that, it clicked. So I came home from camp and I was like, all right, mom and dad, I'm like, I'm ready to take it up a notch. So 
I went to um, BDC. They had like a children and teen program. And I would go every weekend. And that became like my dance studio. So, so cool. Then, There's yeah, so then, many amazing like, people who have gone through that program. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I wish I had something like that. It just, oh, the exposure to the teachers and like just being yep. around people who like take it seriously really yes, changes was, everything. Yeah, like constantly having somebody to look at to like want to emanate how they dance. They're like, it, it just felt, it was like that energy and also like being at the ballet bar and looking down the street from studio one and seeing like the lights of broadway just like made me want to kick my leg higher (laughs) it was like that was like the turning point for me and then after that i was like the hardest worker you had ever seen amazing and so you decided to go to college Mm -hmm. which i feel like like a lot of people nowadays are not going to college and stuff, but I think yeah. probably if we're like in the last generation of people who are like actually still went to college before pursuing stuff. So did you do yeah. dance at college and like that whole program and how was college yeah. and dance? Um, I definitely think I would not be where I am today without college for sure. Um, because I still, I still was very out of touch with, just how this business is so I ended up getting a BFA musical theater but what's funny is I auditioned for 17 schools and I got into one oh my gosh what year were you what year did you graduate high school 2012 oh my gosh so that was like were people still applying because like I graduated high school in 2009 and like people were applying to like 20 schools like I think I applied to nine and I was like on the lower end of schools so like that is crazy like was that still common in like the 2012 to like apply to that many schools yep um more like with the theater people um but yeah it was crazy and like thank god I did apply to that many because I probably wouldn't have applied to the school that I went to if I wasn't trying to like grow my list of schools yeah And you probably, that's that's like your first lesson for the business of like auditioning and being rejected and like, that's such a valuable skill to learn early on and before you're like thrown Mm -hmm. out into the world. Yeah. It's like, it's totally like hits you in the face to be like, wow, there's, there's a lot of kids that want to do this. (laughs) Like shit. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It's crazy. But at my school, um, it's really, really cool. So they have this kind of like unwritten promise that you leave school with a leading role on your resume so so yeah good yeah it was really nice because like although I was a dancer they kind of had to get me to be able to do a role so like I feel like any other program I wouldn't have had that opportunity and I wouldn't have learned like what it was like to act on stage like yeah you can act in acting class but it's way different to do it in a full production Mm. um yeah so my sophomore year I actually did a chorus line and that was my first production I did at college and it was the first yeah the first role I ever had in my life um and in college I played the character Judy who um she has like a few lines in the montages and like random stuff and then I understudied Kathy okay um 
And then that was like my first production. It was amazing. And then um, they put me in a straight play, Crimes of the Heart. And I was the lead in that. So I was so terrified. Yeah. Like it was a three act play. Just like I opened the play by myself on stage with like a single spotlight doing a whole scene by myself. Oh my God. Stress. Yeah. Oh, and but like, that's such but good so experience to get because I feel yeah. like as dancers, a lot of time, especially if you focus on dance and your training, it's like you don't often get to have that practice of speaking and actually acting, you know? So yeah. that's, oh, yeah. that's crazy. They just kind of were like, all right, dancer girl, we're going to like throw you in there, see how you do. And I'm so glad they did because I needed that like little push. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. So then what happened after you left college what was that that journey like how did you end up um it's kind of crazy because it's already been four years i guess but it It feels like such a short time like that after life after college is like it's like a crazy infinite summer vacation but also like time goes so fast but like what is time because you're in control of it like crazy yeah (laughs) so weird like it's so weird to think about like my four years of college and everything I experienced in that and my four years out of college feels like maybe one year yeah. like it's it's just bizarre so I went to we came to New York from South Carolina my whole school or my senior class and we did senior showcase and that week I just went on like a few auditions and I auditioned for Carnival Cruise Line okay. um as a singer dancer and I, it was the weirdest day. It was the only time I've ever experienced this where you literally went through the whole audition and they kept cutting people until they had eight people left. And they told us, like, you booked the job. At yeah. the audition? Yeah. I've never heard of that. That is wild. Right? It was crazy. So then, like, I got to walk back at school when everybody's like, oh, my God, how was Showcase? Like, and I was like, oh, I came back with an offer, like here I am yeah oh my god amazing yeah it was crazy so I um I literally left I graduated and three days later I flew to California for rehearsal and started my first contract that's amazing and was does carnival do like I know some of the ships do like full-on musicals and some do like more like Mm -hmm. cabaret style what was their show like yeah theirs was actually more like as if it was concerts in a way like one of them was rock themed and one of them was pop themed and we all sang and danced we all had like Britney mics amazing (laughs) and we were like singing and then like doing pirouettes (laughs) and like so cool yankee clothing (laughs) (laughs) it's always a little wild on those cruise ships right like well it's like a crazy experience like the whole cruise culture and I feel like there's a lot of people who like do cruises and then just like stick with cruises forever yeah it's I could definitely see how it could be addicting for sure because you're you're not paying rent you're getting money Mm -hmm. like your food is covered you're in like beautiful locations yeah you can drink like for free oh my gosh yeah that's I always see pictures of people like on cruise and they're like on their off days and they're just like drunk in a bikini and I'm like wow you're having a great time (laughs) it's amazing and you pocket so much money um but this is this is a funny story like kind of 
about how like fate works its way into your life. Oh. I always think about this. So I was on that first contract and I had told myself going into it, I was like, you will only do one contract. You have to move to New York and like pursue what you really, really want to do, which is musicals. But then like you get into the lifestyle and you're like, I can sit pretty here. Like I can sit back. Um, and one day I went like off on a port and I met with a psychic and she was like full on right about everything in my life, like way too specific. And then at one point she looks at me and she goes, you will not accept a cruise after after this, after this, you have to go to New York. And she like looked me in the eye and told me that. And I was like, okay. Oh, I have chills. I know. So I moved to New York. I was auditioning. And like, you know how it feels after a few weeks, you just like want to die. Yeah. I get it. I get an email from Carnival. They offered me one of the best ships in the fleet, like such a beautiful itinerary, so much money. And I was this close to saying yes, <gasps> this close. And I like heard the psychic telling me in the back of my mind, like, do not do it. So I didn't do it. And then I kid you not, I think a month later was my chorus line audition. And I booked, Oh my God, like, I literally have full body chills. Yeah. I have full body chills <laughs> and I'm sweating in this sweater, but I still have chills. Oh my God. So what was yeah. that whole process like oh doing God. the audition and the tour oh. for chorus line and everything? Yeah. Well, it's always been my favorite musical ever since I did it in college. Like, it's been my end all be all. It's so funny on like my Twitter, it'll show me my memories from years before. And when I closed the chorus line in college, I went on like a tweeting rampage. And I was like, if I don't do a chorus line again in my life, I'm gonna die. Oh my Somebody God. from the future come and tell me that I'll do it, please. Like, I was so dramatic. That's what but, Twitter's for though. It's for letting that out. <laughs> right, I know, love it. Um, but I saw the audition for a chorus line and I was like, all right, this is one audition. Like I'm going to go at 6am and make sure like I'm seen. Back when 6am was crazy to get there for. (laughs) Right. Like that's when the crazies were, but here was this, this was 2017. Um, so I went, signed up on the list and they were like, all right, come back at two. And I was like, great. So I went home, beat my face, got ready, went to the audition. Um, and then I was in callbacks for Judy. And this is this is another story that you're going to lose your mind at. Oh this my is gosh. another like, not ready. Meant to be. you're not you are not ready. So I'm called back for Judy, which is the role that I played in college. And I had two other friends who were in the callbacks as well. And we had like a group chat. And we were keeping each other updated if like anybody got a callback, anybody heard whatever. So one day they both text in the group chat and they're like, Hey Mel, we both got final callbacks. We wanted to let you know. And I was like, crap, I didn't get one. And I was so upset. Um, and Oh, and prior to them telling me I had emailed my agents and I was like, Hey, I haven't heard from a course one yet. Can you please reach out? I just like my anxiety can't handle this. I just need to know if like they, they have moved on and my agent, we're like, you need to be patient and like, just see what happens. And I was like, okay, good thing that they didn't reach out though. You'll see why. Oh my God. So I'm nervous. This is crazy. 
So I was dramatic as heck. This was the, I truly the only audition I let myself cry over. So I like had a night of sobbing. Then I like see my friends at the callback on their Instagram story. My dramatic self goes to Central Park and I sat on a rock and was like sobbing. I've done it. If if you've lived in New York and you haven't gone and cried on a rock in Central Park, you have not fully (laughs) lived here yet. (laughs) It's like such an amazing feeling to just like cry in public. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And literally no one cares here because they've seen weird stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like no, it's amazing because people walk by and they're just like, ah, whatever. So finally I like picked myself up. I was like, all right, that's the final cry. We're, we're moving on. So I go back to my apartment. I remember I like was about to get in the shower and Laura, my friend who was called back, texts me and she's like, Mel, they're calling your name at this callback right now for Judy. And I was like, what? And she's like, I went up and told them that you didn't think you had a callback. So we'll see. I get a call from the like casting assistant. She's like, oh my God, we fully forgot to email your agent to tell you how to call back. She was like, we're already done with the Judy's for the day. Um, and she goes, can you come? So this was on a Friday. She was like, can you come to the audition tomorrow? We're going to like rent a studio at Ripley just so you can come and do your callback. And I was like, oh okay. My God. So I go to this callback. It's like literally just for me. And they were like, I do my Judy stuff. And immediately they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the director by Lee, she was like, can you do Val for me? And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, can you do the monologue and the song? Take five minutes and look it over and come back. And I was like, what? So in my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe they want me to understudy this role. Like, I don't know. So I go in, do it on a whim. And they're like, thank you. And I leave. And then about a week later, I get an email that I booked Val. And I was like, what so basically what happened out of nowhere out of nowhere so kind of what I figured out happened was on that day of callbacks that I missed because they didn't email me they had seen all of the Judy's and they really liked the girl that they ended up casting as Judy but by the end of the day they didn't see any girls that they liked for Val so they were like you know what we're gonna check that Melissa girl that missed her Judy callback and see how she is as Val and bam. That is just so crazy. It's- and it's like, you literally <laughs> never know. Like, that's the thing where, like, people get so paused oh, for the New York uh, scenery. <laughs> it's crazy because people really don't know. Like, n- you th- you can never know what's going on in someone's head behind the table. You never yeah. know whether it's you're auditioning and it's for something different in that same production. Or it's like mm-hmm. you're auditioning for something and the person like is like actually no I want to hire you for this movie that I'm doing in next month yeah. like you know it's like that's the crazy thing about this so know. that is amazing so then you did the tour and like oh yep. that is so cool yeah it was a dream come true it was just like the best like I truly have nothing bad to say about the whole experience it was wow like it was blissful <laughs> oh my god that is so yeah. cool Oh, that just gives me chills. Like, it's just, it's so clear that, like, that story was supposed to happen to you. Like, that right? is so, oh, I love stuff I like know. that. It blows my mind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, it is time for 
our first game. So anyone who's watching, make sure you comment because we are going to play... Would you rather? <laughs> okay, so I always say this, but I love playing Would You Rather because so much about this whole show and everything is about, you know, getting to know dancers as people. And I think that Would You Rather is such a great way to really figure out how someone's brain works really quick. So none of these questions are too crazy because they're from a game. But I'm going to start actually asking people for suggestions for Would You Rather because I've used up most of these cards. So I just picked randomly. Would you rather have to narrate everything you see aloud forever or would you rather get stung by a scorpion each time you have a drink? Um, narrate, for sure. Yeah, I, I kind of already, you could die from a scorpion. That. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm randomly picking. I'm randomly picking. Would you rather scream nonstop each time you get within two miles of a bridge or have a face for a bottom? A face for a bottom. That I would be don't, so funny. I don't know if that means you have a butt for a face. You might have two faces. Oh. And no bottoms. I pictured like a face on my butt. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah, still I... have your face on your face though. Maybe maybe <laughs> oh. both. Maybe both. I think you have two faces. It's okay, not a I flip. Yeah. Cause like you could hide it. Yeah. Or it could maybe help you book a job. True. Special special skill. Oh my god. Butt face. <laughs> okay, last one of these. Would you rather have all soft and fluffy textures feel like sandpaper when you touch them or have your knees eternally glued together? Oh, the texture one. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It just not having use of your knees would really put a damper on your career. Yeah. I would probably <laughs> have to go to grad school. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, with that, let's talk about your passions outside of dance. Let's talk about all of it, your new adventure. I just changed it so that everyone can see. Not so starving artist. Yes. What is that all about? Um, okay, so this was inspired by being on so I did two cruise ship contracts, one with Carnival, one with Norwegian Cruise Line. Both of them and also on the tour. It was just very apparent to me, like, the culture of the stress performers feel for looking perfect and the lengths that people would go to look that certain way in such unhealthy manners. And I've always had, like, a major interest in nutrition and, like, actually how to fuel your body and, like, how diets are BS and, like... I've just always been like looking things up and, you know, like trying to tell people like, Hey, what you're doing right now is really bad for your body, but like nobody would listen to me. And it always just frustrated me because I wanted to like help all of these people, but I didn't have anything to like back me up with my knowledge. So over quarantine, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get certified in this. So at least when I'm trying to help people, I can be like, here's my certification. You better listen to me. Yeah. Like, hello. So, Look, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. And like the thing that would just 
drive me crazy really is like you don't have to make yourself miserable with food to have your best health like Mm. you you don't have to be especially as an active dancer limiting things is like a no-go it's more of like what else can you add to your diet that's gonna help you stop with the whole like I don't eat after 8 p.m or I only have a salad with chicken for lunch like if you are active and if you don't have any health issues that a doctor is saying like you can't eat this or this then like you just need to eat as much as you can and find things that you love and make it work like and my whole thing is like pizza can fit in a healthy diet chicken tenders can fit in a healthy diet you can have dessert like life is so much that all sounds so great (laughs) right that's my whole thing and like it's so funny because you actually or I've discovered and a lot of my clients have discovered when you're actually eating like more intuitively with like what you're actually craving and like when you're really listening to your body that's when you feel your strongest you have way more stamina you actually start to like see the muscles that you like should be seeing with how active you are but a lot of people are under fueling themselves or limiting things because they think it's healthy but it's actually not that it's just like a cluster f-u-c-k yes <laughs> oh my goodness and it's like yeah it's and it's such like a a big scale I feel of just like mm-hmm. misinformation and also just like yeah. people you know it's like it's really easy to hide not taking care of yourself I feel like yeah. especially in this industry especially when we're so celebrated for how Mm -hmm. we look and if a change happens and sometimes a change happens to your body and it's what the industry wants to see Mm -hmm. but you know it's happening for an unhealthy reason or like you know there's been times where I've taken class and I like I don't I don't even I don't remember what time it was it wasn't this summer obviously Mm -hmm. because it was pandemic I think it was the summer before Mm -hmm. I was like so anxious so stressed out for a week I lost 10 pounds Mm -hmm. in a week and I knew I was like what is happening like I was I was happy that I like lost weight because I was like well I I do want to lose weight but I knew it was not I didn't try to lose it so I knew it wasn't really like something to celebrate and I took a dance class of a teacher Mm -hmm. who I hadn't seen in a few weeks and in the middle of the dance class they said Haley you look amazing have you lost weight oh God. in front of like all these strangers? And they're like, what did you do? And I literally was like, oh I was just God. stressed out all week. Like I was like, I don't know, maybe yeah. like, and then I remember I went home and weighed myself and I was like, oh my God, I lost 10 pounds. Like what? But like, Whoa. it's so crazy how like people still to this day, even though there is so much more education, I think, especially like mm-hmm. about, you know, being healthy and like body positivity it's still like so quick for people in this industry to yep. just like jump to skinny is good and and it's like yep. it's not always that great like exactly healthy yeah. can look so different for so many people and it's like that's mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's so and even like when you know the information it's really mm-hmm. hard to like follow it sometimes so that's why it's really yeah. good to have someone like you who can guide you like I definitely need help Absolutely. with that like 
it's just so yeah. hard living in the city and being a dancer and mm-hmm. being on the go and having to pack all your meals. Like, it's just a whole yeah. other thing. Like, I, it, it overwhelms me. So, like, super kudos yeah. to you for taking that on and, like, <laughs> helping people with that because that is so needed. Yeah, yeah oh. totally. I just, like, yeah, I, I was like, this bothers me too much to not, like, want to do something about it. Yeah. So I just had to. And I'm, I'm really glad I did because now, like, I love talking to people about anything nutrition. Like, I love when my friends call me and just ask me, like, random questions about nutrition. I'm, like, such a nerd. I get so excited. <laughs> I love that. And it's just, like, it's so clearly directly can help your dance career. Like, it can't hurt exactly. <laughs> to take care of yourself. Yeah. That's something that I hope people have learned in 2020 is, like, taking care yeah. of yourself literally – can't do any harm to you or other people around you just take care of yourself like your health should be the most important thing and I wish that that was something that we were taught more yeah I feel like that's definitely like an American thing to push through things or ignore things where I feel like a lot of other countries they value your health and your well-being a lot more and they they value like the quality of life more as opposed to like your successes on a piece of paper you know yeah totally. I, I feel like we Americans need to just like calm the hell down a little bit <laughs> literally we need that yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what are some of your other like fun things that you like outside of dance and outside of nutrition yeah. um I well I told you that I love books and writing um I Really, I've been working on a novel for like three years now. Oh my gosh, you can make a mini version if we ever learn how to actually make this. I'm really going to practice. It's going to look good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, like I've I've been stuck at the beginning of this novel for three years. So I think I'm going to bite the bullet and take a class to actually teach me like what are the steps I need to take to fulfill what's in my mind because I have the entire story in my brain and I don't know how to in an organized way put it out there but by the time I die it's going to be put out there (laughs) I believe that I believe that yeah that is so exciting Um, yeah I I just love I love just being able to escape in a book it's like a very nice change from our career and world so and it's such a good way to get out of social media get off your phone like that's the one thing that like when I'm reading a book I can only read that one book I I don't know about you but I'm always like doing five different things at once if I'm watching tv I'm working on something I'm doing this I'm doing this but when you're reading a book it's like I can't be looking at my phone or watching tv and reading a book like I have to be in it so it's so such a good thing to do highly recommend reading books me too um I also am very spiritual like I'm into um tarot cards and oracle cards oh my goodness my roommate and I are so into tarot cards really well oh my god she's much more like knowledgeable about it and like we like watch like TikToks about it and we like just this morning I don't know if you're on Clubhouse but like we both no. this it's like this new app. I think I have an invite. I can send it to you where it's like just like chat rooms and it's kind of crazy. But this morning we found a Clubhouse chat room where there's like um 
it was like a woman doing tarot readings for people and they were like all around the world and we were just listening in on it yeah it's so cool I'll tell you after we're done with this but yeah oh my gosh so you have like all cards and everything yeah and I'm really into like meditating and like getting your mind into that like kind of ulterior space I guess like I just I love all of that. I've, um, what's your sign? I'm a Pisces. I knew it. I knew it. So am I. <laughs> When's your I'm birthday? March 18th. What's okay. Yours? February 23rd. I'm almost 30 oh, okay. and I'm freaking out about it. Don't freak out. <sighs> but 30, yeah. flirty, and thriving. See, that's going to be me. Yes. It's going it to be is. finally the time I um, book a job as a high schooler. <laughs> it will be. It will be. I'll put it in the universe. <laughs> yes. Um, Give me all the but vibes. It's like, it's like a Pisces thing. I don't know if you have ever experienced any of this, but I, like, when I was little, I would straight up, like, speak to my dead grandpa all the time. Like, as a two-year-old. Oh, my God. Like, weird stuff like that. I've seen lots of spirits. Have you ever stuff. had, like, I've... an out-of-body experience where you, like, can see yourself, like, while you're um, awake? I haven't, but have you? Yeah, I had Ooh. I had an experience like that in middle school. I was in the cafeteria, and I was eating lunch with everyone, big cafeteria, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, I was above, like we had a cafetorium, so it's like the mm-hmm. auditorium is the cafeteria, so I was like yeah. above the stage, so like I was sitting huh? back here, and I was somehow floating above the teacher's looking at the entire room and could see myself and then I was back in my body and I remember just like eating my goldfish and being like that was weird and like no one around me was like Haley what's wrong with you like it was so bizarre I don't know I don't know what that's the only time that that's happened to me but I've always had like really vivid dreams and really like spooky Mm -hmm. like I'm convinced that I like dreamt the movie Big Fat Liar from the early 2000s but yeah I also might just have watched a lot of commercials for it I don't know but yeah so oh my god (laughs) I love that kind of stuff I've had I've had a lot of like psychic moments um I've been trying to like remember them and write them down but yeah just like freaky things where I like full-on predicted things that have happened or like known something was happening and like yeah oh my god I love that do you want me to tell you the craziest one yes okay so um this was sophomore year of college yeah and my roommate this is wild but everything's okay now so don't get scared oh my god but she got pregnant and she only told me and my other roommate so we were like the secret keepers of her being pregnant and she was she was in that stage of like freaking out of like figuring out what to do and um i was waiting for acting class i was like 10 minutes early i was with my friend elliot and um it was like in school you could not miss a single acting class every absence was a letter grade down so like you did not miss even if you were like throwing up like you were there that's so i'm sitting there with elliot yeah it was very intense sitting there and i'm like chatting with elliot And then all of a sudden, I just, I don't even remember thinking. I just said to him, I have to go. And he was like, what? And I just got up and I was like, I have to go. He's like, what are we like, what? You've been waiting for class. Like, where are you going? And I like grabbed my stuff and I was like, I'm going. 
And I just remember being on autopilot and like heading back to the apartment and I walk in the apartment and Susanna was having like a full on meltdown, like, like throwing herself against the wall, like not okay. Basically she would have like probably killed the baby if I didn't come in and she ended up having the baby and now he's a beautiful five-year-old boy. Oh my God. Yeah. You just felt like, it. I just, I knew, I knew like I had to be in the apartment. It was so weird. <gasps> oh, yeah. Chills again. And I've, had, I've had lots of like things similar to that. Were you so, just like, you just know. Yeah. That is so crazy. But I love yeah. that kind of stuff. Me too. Oh, I love that. It's okay. so fascinating. I know. I <laughs> oh, I used to be really like obsessed when I was little with these books, like the Molly Moon books, where she's like a hypnotist, Ooh. and she ah. would like hypnotize people. And then I remember uh, it was a kind of a sad thing. I was at my grandmother's funeral, and mm-hmm. there was a guy who was a professional hypnotist who came, and my mom was like, "Haley, like my daughter's really oh. into hypnosis," and he like gave me his card, but I never followed what? through. So maybe I missed my oh. my chance of like becoming a hypnotist. I've never really told anyone that before. That is so funny. Maybe I need to like look into that more. Like I was yeah, just really good. like I wanted to be a to hypnotize people. Well, maybe you can. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, now is time for our final. It's not really a game. I told you about it. It's our question cards that are mostly from a website about how to questions to ask your dad. (laughs) So I'm going to randomly pick the questions, and then we'll see what we get. Pick a color. Um, Pink. If you could learn any language fluently, what would it be? German. Ooh, that was quick. Yeah. I just I've always wanted to learn German. Do I'm you like, have any German in you? Like any heritage um, of German? Yeah. That was the weird way to ask that question. Yeah. I don't know how, how to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to learn English fluently. <laughs> oh my god, stop. Um my great grandma was like a hundred percent German. Wow. Um, but I've just always wanted to live there at some point, randomly. I just think it's really cool. And I want to know the language. And I want to drink all of their beer. So (laughs) You're going to have a lot to go through. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, next color. Orange. What animal most closely resembles your eating style? Oh. That's an interesting Mm. question. That is an interesting question. Um, you know, maybe, oh my God. Hmm. Maybe a monkey. Do you like throw your food at the wall? (laughs) I like if someone's like making me mad, I'll just like throw it at them. (laughs) But I I also feel like monkeys like appreciate their food. Like they'll just kind of look at it and like smell it. I feel like that's what I do. I think (laughs) I would pick hummingbird because I literally mostly consume sugar water which is why I need to talk to you after this yeah we need to have a session (laughs) okay next color um blue do you google your problems what a strange question um I mean my google search history is probably like the most embarrassing thing anybody could ever read like I should just make a youtube video of me reading it because it's 
mortifying. Oh my gosh. And yeah, side plug, we'll get to plugs, but yes. definitely check out her YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Because she's going to get back into it. She has really fun yeah. vlogs and get into it. <laughs> um, okay, last question of these. What is the most relaxing place you've ever been to? Ooh. Hmm. I have two that came into my brain. Okay, first is in Ireland. It's called the Giant's Causeway. And it's um, these, like, rocks that have formed, like, perfectly on top of each other in, like, circles. And nobody knows how they were formed. But just, like... And it's right on the water and like being there and it's just like Ireland with like the wind blowing and like you can smell the sea salt and just like seeing that this is like a natural thing that was formed. It's just very like you kind of like all of your problems seem like so small because you just feel like you're like a small part of like the universe. And Mm -hmm. I've been there twice and I just love it like every time I'm just like in awe and I feel like that's one of the few times where I like actually stop and think about my surroundings and like where I am um yeah I love it there and then I would say the second is like early early morning like sunrise on a cruise ship on like the outside deck just alone sitting on a chair with like nobody around nobody's awake yet and like I'm just in the middle of the ocean Mm. pretty cool that sounds I've never been on a cruise before like I never went on vacation and now I I feel like I missed out because I've had so many friends who are on ships and they're like I can get you on like I can write you on or whatever you can do or get you a cheaper room and I just like never took them up on it and like I'm kicking myself now because it's like you know you always are in that mode of like well what if I miss something what if I miss something in New York what if I can't just go on a vacation it's like no after this this year like you got to take those types of opportunities so maybe one day I'll be able to go on a cruise I don't know if I could work on a cruise though I might go crazy yeah you do go crazy for sure (laughs) okay well our very last question is what brings out your most creative self okay this is like I don't even know if this is the right way to answer the question but immediately kind of similar to my last answer, the early morning brings mm. out my creative self. Like there, I swear I'm in like some alternate thing in my brain, but when it's the morning, I can think of the most, like I could just go, go, go and get like a million creative things done in an hour at like 6 a.m. And I'm like, where did this even come from? Or I'll just think of like really interesting ideas of like things I want to do or like, I don't know. It's like it's like my witching hour. Wow. I love yeah. that. That's actually that's yeah. a new one. No one in all the episodes so far, no one has said that yet. A lot of there've been Yay. a lot of repeats, but that's exciting to have a new one. Uh-huh. I love that. Okay, well, for everyone watching and anyone listening, um we obviously we have your 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 Instagrams. Wow. Words. <laughs> I really need to learn English this year. Um, We have your Instagram listed here, but for the audio listeners, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. Okay. So follow me on Instagram at Mel KB, C-A-B-E-Y. And then at notsostarving.artist. That's my nutrition page on YouTube. It's Mel KB Vlogs. 
And I think that's kind of it. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, For anyone watching, if you're watching out there and you're not subscribed, definitely subscribe to Essentially Haley. I am trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. I was trying to get to 1,000 subscribers before 2021, but now the goal is 1,000 before 2022. So I think we can make it happen. We're at 209 I think so you know we're close we're getting there um and then if you want to follow me for my personal stuff you can find me at Haley Grove on Instagram h-a-l-e-y-g-r-o-v-e um and you can also follow the dancers doing stuff Instagram I created it very recently so I'm kind of pumping out the old episodes and videos but that's where I'm gonna put the videos of our amazing guests and pictures of our crafts and fun stuff over there so definitely check that out and then yeah I think that's it subscribe to Apple iTunes uh podcasts Spotify dancers doing stuff is on anywhere you get podcasts if you happen to get them anywhere besides Apple or Spotify it's probably on that place too. Um, and yeah, that is it for tonight. So thank you so much for being a guest. This was so fun. Um, thank you. And I'm definitely going to eat a real dinner now. So Yeah, you better. <laughs> amazing. Okay, well, have a great night, everyone. And thanks for joining. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.